Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. And we are back with a instant reaction uh, to the Newcastle versus Crystal Palace game. Uh, final whistle blew about 20 minutes ago. It was another nil-nil draw. That's the third game against Crystal Palace this season without a single goal uh, in normal play. Um, we're going to do a little reaction to that game. Uh, I'm Scott. I'm your host for this one. I'm joined by Ian, Chris, and Joe, uh, Ian, I'll come to you first, mate. Uh, and we'll start off before the game. The lineup was announced and an unchanged starting 11 caught a lot of people by surprise. Were you in that boat? Uh, 100%. Um, given obviously, touch of what I'm assuming you're referring to is the, the Bruno inclusion. Given the picture, I know you are on the match reaction from Fulham. People are saying, oh, you can roll your ankle and be okay a few days later. But his ankle literally turned like 180 degrees on one of the stills. Um, and then we've, we've heard noise through the week that it's probably going to be weeks rather than months, which was a, a big relief. And then um, myself and Harry, obviously, when we got uh, the picture of a, an unnamed figure running for a plane or whatever it was in the group chat, did with detective work and were very, very surprised that he was even in the squad. So... Obviously, there was that conversation. Is he going to start? Is he just going to sort of, I think, as Daryl put it, uh, in case of emergency break glass? But for him to start was uh, was quite surprising. But um, again, it, it's probably the best 11 that he's got. So if, if the players are, are fit and available, then then that's no surprise. But given the sort of what looked like the severity of his injury, yeah, I was surprised to see Bruno in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Chris, we talked about this on the uh, preview just the other night. Um, we weren't sure if there's going to be any players rested uh, for this game because obviously we have a, a very important game in a, in a matter of days. Um, was there any surprises for you that there was no resting at all and, and it was kind of just 
as you were and continue as we go? No, I said on the match preview, Scott, that Eddie Howe will always name me strongest 11 if available in these sort of games, especially a Premier League game. He always mentions, he always asks the same question in his press conferences about the future of the club and if we'll predict to get top four, what we want to do in the cup, if we can win the cup. And he always says the next game is a priority. So, so that's why it, it's always going to be strongest 11, uh, 100%. Yeah. Obviously, cup games are exception in the earlier rounds. But I, I, you know what it is? I think we've got to look at that Bruno situation. And it just clarifies what we've said all along. Bruno is an emotional guy. Um, we, we saw him going off the field at half, uh, at half time, crying his eyes out, need to console him by, by Joel Linton. He's fine. He, he's absolutely fine. He looked like there was nothing the, the matter with him this afternoon there. So he's fine. And... Long may continue with Eddie Howe picking the strongest eleven. Yeah, I think I think Eddie Howe said in his uh, his uh, interview before the game that it was only one day training that uh, Bruno had, but yeah. it was kind of a thing. Of Bruno said he was fine and Eddie trusted him, so there we were. Um, we'll move into the game. Um, first half, Joe. Um, mm-hmm. Quite a few chances right at the beginning, sort of the first twenty minutes. I think Miggy had a couple. Joe Linton had a, an absolute set of that. I think we've all discussed that he probably should have been doing a bit better with. Um, mm. What were your opinions of that kind of first 20 minutes? We seem to dominate but not do much. Yeah, it's um, it's been a, a bit of a trend that for us this season. Um, plenty of teams uh, have come against us that I just, you know what, they're good at defending and we... We just so do so much struggle to break them down a little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Joe Linton needs to be doing better with that uh, that first chance. It's funny I, when he when he uh, when he took that shot. I got me thinking back to Norwich away last season when he absolutely pinged it into the top corner, and it just makes you think he's got he's got that capability in him. But at the same time, it's like almost when he has too much time to think about it. It's it's similar with a few players. Um, but yeah, it was frustrating. I, to be honest, I've got to give a lot of credit to Palace though on this one. Um, they defended resolutely, especially uh, with our set pieces. There was some criticism, uh, I think it was at last game with Trippier, about you know his, his set piece delivery not being quite um, up to standard. But I thought this time around, he was actually really good. I thought it was pinged into a lot of dangerous areas. They just seemed to have the bodies in the right places to, um, to really disrupt that flow and to stop the likes of Cher and Burn from actually getting onto that first ball. Uh, so I've really just got to give them a lot of credit. But for the few chances that we did have, we need to be doing better because at the end of the day, second half, not jump too far ahead, but kind of goes to show, you're not guaranteed any more chances in a game. Absolutely. And, and, and Chris, it seems to be a bit of a theme of the past few games where we're getting plenty of chances, but we're not converting. I think that's mm. now, I think it's only one goal scored in the last four. Um, does that cause you any concern at all moving forward for the rest of the season? Just, just to pick up on what, what Joe said, I don't think it's an issue with breaking teams down because we are, because we're getting the chances. It's just finishing those chances. We're getting in decent areas. God knows how many times we've found ourselves in the box and, and God knows many how many headed chances we had. It must have been at least a handful, five, six chances. And we're just hitting the keeper every single time. It, it's becoming quite frequent that we're doing that, where we'll find ourselves in really good positions where, like Joe said, you would normally open your body up and try and just put that around the keeper. And it's going straight down the centre of a goal. I think I was excited that we had Isaac and uh, St. Maximum on the bench. Yeah. And the impact that they could have coming on the field. 
didn't really see it. Didn't really see much changing after they came on. I thought the game dropped back a bit, but that might have been the, the three changes which Palace made just a couple mm-hmm. of moments beforehand. But I don't think it's anything to be concerned about because let's remember we're third in the Premier League as we record this one. So there's no concerns whatsoever. But I think a lot of it comes down to Callum Wilson because the last couple of games he's looked a little bit off his game. Yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 touch on Callum Wilson, uh, Ian. Um he just seems a little bit off the pace. It's almost like whatever illness he's had has took a little bit of the, the gas out of him and he, he's still recovering from that. Um, do you think the fact he's starting is Eddie Howe just trying to get minutes into him to build that fitness up? Um, and it's kind of a case of if you drop him, then you've know you, you you've, you've got Isak coming in who's obviously going to probably play a bit better in terms of his uh, his fitness. But if you, if you do drop him, you don't get him then regaining his match sharpness. Uh, but if if you if you play him, there's the risk that we get performances like today where he wasn't particularly bad, but he wasn't great either. He was kind of it was just a you know if he was scoring out a ten, probably a five or a six at most. Yeah, yeah. I think to be honest, it's it's like you say, it's a little bit like a, a double edged sword. Um, I think since the World Cup, Callum Wilson's been fairly poor in terms of his it's definitely his goal threat. He's there's been games when he, his link up play has been really good, but. I thought today's first touch was very poor. His holding up of the ball was quite poor. I think there was an in- instance in the, the second half. I don't know if he's, his shirt's been or he's been held, but it didn't look like that to me. But he, he sort of takes a touch and he's more bothered, or, or the ball comes to him and he's more bothered about holding off the defender and he's just let the ball sort of like sit in the middle of the park and I think it possibly gets picked off. But that's that double-edged sword where it's, if he is sort of lacking in, in match fitness, if he, he's still recovering from his illness, you need him to get the minutes. But then at the same time, if he's not performing, is Eddie Howe a little bit reluctant to start Isaac given that he's just come... Well, I know he's had sort of a long time to recover from his injury, but he's maybe not wanting to start him for that reason. But um, yeah, to be honest, I thought it was probably one of Wilson's poorer displays for today. Just, just to jump in, Scott, as well, I think with Wilson, we've got to remember he is a very good footballer. Um, oh, yeah. And we don't want to come across as if we're giving him a, a hard time here. But going off his own standards, and you'll probably mention on his podcast, which he'll record midweek, that he wasn't good enough. And he hasn't been at that level. He has, well, what we're used to seeing as fans of this club. I think the reason why Callum Wilson will continue to be in the starting eleven is because, like I mentioned earlier, we've got this far with that that layout and that, that dimension that the, the, the team have at the moment. If Wilson is dropping and Isaac comes in as your, your, your main man up top, that changes everything because they're completely different players. So I think that's why we'll stick with Callum Wilson. And he's been a great player for us. So I'm, I'm in agreement. I think he starts, if, if Callum Wilson is fit, he starts every game for us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that he benefits um, more from a number 10 rather than having the likes of Miggy come in from the byline? Because um, I'm just, I just think about it and I feel like he does um, he does seem to thrive a little bit when he's got maybe a player behind him. I mean, Isak was, is, is a great example of, of uh, mm-hmm. the last game with Fulham. I just wonder what is it we're doing differently, if anything, that is causing him to have a little bit of a drought? I'm, I'm surprised I'm, yeah, we didn't I'm see those sure. two together today. Yeah, yeah, I'm really surprised. Yeah. Because I had such a decent impact against Fulham, I'm really surprised that Eddie Howe didn't try it again. But do you think that was maybe Eddie Howe resting Willick? Uh, uh, Wilson for Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday. Potentially, yeah. yeah. 
I will we'll go back to the game as a whole. There was a an incident early on uh, with one of the uh, Palace players. Is it Gay getting a yellow yeah. card quite yeah. easily? Uh, yeah. And then he pulled down Wilson, and in my eyes, that's a second yellow card. In fact, yeah. well, it's a yellow card. If he hasn't got the first one, he's definitely getting a yellow card for that. Uh, Joe, do you think the referee is maybe let him have that one because the first one was so easy? Yeah, so, I think so. That really shouldn't be happening, should it? Well, it's a bit of a uh, theme going on with refereeing this season. And, you know, we, we see a lot. Uh, Arsenal game is a prime example in a way where you give out an, e- like a, an easy yellow card early on, early doors. And at that point, you've either got to stick a twist. Do you then stay consistent with the, uh, with the rest of the game, which really you should. If yeah. that's if they're the levels that you're going to put down, then that's what you know. That's what you should be doing. Or do you, you know, again, just realize okay, maybe it was a little bit of a mistake. Um, maybe I should just let let the game flow a little bit more. It's a problem. It's a problem, and it's and it's happened quite a few games this season, not just with ours, with them across the league. There needs to be more consistency, and, and you know, we talk about a level of consistency between referees, but then you know, the referees themselves within a game need to be consistent. Yeah, and that's an issue. Um, yeah, the first yellow from Gary was soft. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I think looking at it, Wilson does a little chip over, tries to get past. He then he does kind of he does block him off. It happens very quickly. You know, in in the referee's mind, he could have he could have argued that he couldn't really get out of the way. Um, so it was a foul, but it wasn't malicious enough to warrant a second yellow card. I think that's why he probably didn't give it in the first place. But you're right, the, the level of consistency just isn't there. And it's it makes for some frustrating watching when you're trying to work out where the player lies, really, with, with just, these decisions. Just, yeah. just to jump in, Scott, I think the, the first book, and I think it's 100% the book, and I think it's just so early on in the, the game that the referee normally would let that go. Um, yeah. Then I think it's tricky, and not long afterwards makes the challenge. And in my mind, if their player has been booked for that challenge, trippy, I need to get booked as well. But then yeah. I think the referee thinks, Hang on, I'm going to be going in my pocket a bit too often in the first half, yeah. But if he's sticking by by his own rules by that first booking, then it should be Palace player booked, Trippier booked not long after, Bruno booked. Then that yep. second, it's it's a second yellow, hundred percent all day long. Yep. It's that that should have been two yellows and a send off, hundred percent. The referee only got himself to blame. Yeah, and it's um, it like I said, it's a bit of a shame because it's uh. It, it, it affects games, right? It affects results. That would have that would have probably have put them right on the back foot. And and you could also argue, you know, Wilfred Zaha getting injured, he probably would have been subbed off and that wouldn't have happened. So, you know, it's all ifs and buts and you can't really say, you know, what yeah. if, but you know, we it does need looking at and hopefully we can uh, you know, the, the Premier League acknowledges that the there's a common trend though this season hasn't been we've seen it, it hasn't we've seen it so many games, Scott. Uh, I do want to say the the free kick that we got from that uh foul was well moved. It was different to what we've seen before. Uh, Trippier kind of dinked it over. It was played back and then Willock on the edge of the box. It just didn't drop from and he, he had to kind of jump and kick it and went over the bar. Um, there was a penalty claim not long after that for a handball. Um, for me, 100%, that's not a handball. Yes, it hits his hand, but it's not a handball. I think everyone's in agreement. And then it was kind of just the rest of the first half was just all Newcastle dominating and you kind of end felt Palace were just hanging on. Um, they tend to concede a lot of goals in that kind of 40 to 45 minute range uh, just before the first half. Unfortunately, we couldn't do it. But then, Ian, uh, right at the end, Palace had a chance. 
Wilfred Zaha threw on goal, one on one with the keeper. Um, were you worried at that point that uh, they were going to get one? Um, initially, I thought, well, he's a mile off. Um, and then they were shouting for a, a penalty or a foul, which, in my opinion, never. Um, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's not already contact. There's no contact. He sort of looks like he's already just going, he's already on his way down. And then he, he wants that contact to then claim it. Yeah. Uh, Botman does well to come across. And then I think it's someone has a shot and it's deflected out. But I thought we looked. Although we've kept a clean sheet and, and a clean sheet away from home is, is a positive. I thought we looked a little bit scrappy in moments like that. I think some of the passing amongst the back four um, in, in parts of the game were a little bit a little bit sloppy. But I can't really remember other than that chance in the first oh, the the corner. Sorry, where he heads it over. That was their two clear cut chances. And like you said, the the rest of the half was it was literally just attack versus defence. We just yeah we didn't make the keeper work at all, um, which is very very disappointing. But um, yeah, well, I wasn't too concerned with them in the first half. But then when they made, I think when they made their three changes, I think that changed the dynamic of the game a little bit. And they looked a little yeah. bit more threatening. Obviously, I'm sure you'll touch on it in a second. Nick Pope, for all that, he was a spectator for up to, what, 60 minutes? Pulls off and like a world, literally a world-class save. Just, just to follow yeah. up, Scott, yeah. I think we'll have to look at that, that chance that Zaha has because we'll see that quite a bit when we're dominating games. Because your, your midfield steps up, your, your centre-backs step up the field. We've already got wing-backs, which are flying anyway. And we're always prone to being hit on that counter. Yeah. But somehow, we're yet to, to concede a goal because of it. It's mad. Yeah. And, and especially in the first half. It's 15 games now without a goal in the first half. Um, August, yeah. it was Wolves. Yeah, Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. Nevers. Um, yeah. I mean, to be Nevers. fair, I can't remember the last time that we, uh, that we let players getting behind us really were normally so tight. I thought for the most part, our shape in the first half was absolutely spot on. They they couldn't carve out anything. The only time they really had any space was there were a couple of times where I think Botman and Cher each did a bit of a dodgy pass um, clearance, which yeah. they managed to intercept. They then had a bit of an attack, but really they they were stifled. They were really stifled. Yeah. There was not much going on. It was there. one of those games, Joe, where, where the second ball always lands for the opposition. Yeah. Every single second ball was just yeah. Yeah. their feet. Yeah, there was no yeah. one to pick it up. There was times as well in that first half where you had Sharon Botman on their kind of forty yard line, like mm-hmm. in the Palace half, and you're just going oh, for a walk. They've, oh, yeah, they've got that. a bit of pace. We've got to be careful here. And we saw with that Zaha chance. Well, Zaha well, break, Sh- shall we say? It wasn't yeah. really much of a chance. Um, Sh- Sh- was on the edge of their box uh, for, for a few times. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> he does it, just doing that thing that he loves to do, doesn't he? I know it's quite a bit yeah. in that game, though. I think we need to highlight this because Longstaff has been getting a, quite a bit of credit the last couple of games. I think fans mm. are starting to realise what he actually does now. Yeah, there's so many times where he was dropping back in at that right back position when Trippier was going on, on his adventures with Almiron. Um, every single time Longstaff was getting that, I'm dropping in. I know what mm-hmm. I'm doing here, and similar to what. Joe Linton does on the left-hand side of the field, but but Longstaff, I thought once again Longstaff, his engine, segment on in that team, he grasps all awesome from first start off. to finish. He does, aye, yeah, some good. Yeah, passing. and he's starting to link up a bit on that right-hand side where you know maybe if Bruno's dropping back a bit deep, he can't be there for the 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 famous Miggy Trippier Bruno triangle that we've talked about so much. It's now tried a few times. Tried a few times again today, Scott. We did, didn't we? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I felt. Trippier was getting in, but his 
His delivery wasn't. His delivery from open play, but I think maybe again since the World Cup, I've noticed that from open play, particularly some of his passing and his crosses has left a little bit. I feel like I'm so negative. Like it's it's a point away from home. There was there was loads of positives. Like like you say, we dominated the game. We got in behind. It's just that literally the final third that just let were down. I felt the day. Yeah, I don't know whether it's uh, something lacking on our part or whether we just got to give credit to Palace and say, you know, they defended resolutely for their lives. Yeah, okay, a lot of it was some last-ditch defending. Um, Both fullbacks were having, you know, a bit of a torrid time against against our wingers, but they managed to really dig deep. Um, I thought, was it it, um, Richards? Um, Yeah. Centre-back? Yeah, yeah, I thought he, he did well. And for all, you know, Gay was sort of struggling at times. You know, he was putting a hell of a shift in. So you got to, you he know, was struggling because he was on the yellow card. Well, yeah, mm. exactly. That's so you really had to play careful. You had to yeah, really play careful. Um, mm. Especially after that foul that we talked about earlier on Wilson, I think one more and you're off like 100%, and it's a straight red more than likely. Um, yep. Second half, Palace made three changes and it seemed to get them back into the game a bit. They seemed to build a bit of confidence. They were pressing us and it was, it was very much the shoe on the other foot for them, which led to, and, and we'll come to the the, the Pope save that uh, Ian mentioned earlier. Um, Chris, there's been a lot of talk about Nick Pope in the past where, you know, he's made loads of saves and this and that, and it's different this season for him where he's not facing as many shots, but it's just a sign of how good of a goalkeeper he is when you can go 60, 70 minutes and do absolutely nothing. And then to pull off a save like that, it just speaks credit to how good he is. It does, mate. Um, Southgate was there watching as well, and, and you saw him looking at the replay, uh, extended yeah. replay uh, from the stands there. But I think they, they put a start up earlier on in the game that said the, the players with the least amount of touches, it was Zaha than Nick Pope, which you would expect mm-hmm. to keep out of these touches. But Nick Pope's always there, no matter who we're playing, he's yeah. always there for, for the least amount of touches. Um, it just shows you just how good of a goalkeeper he is. Like, coming out from the cold, doing absolutely nothing all game, then that save... It's a fantastic save. Yeah. It's a great shot, instinctive shot. It just turns and hits it. And and for Pope to be ready for that, I know it's his job at the end of the day before people say, oh, he's a goalkeeper, that's what <laughs> he's supposed to do. He's, it's an unbelievable like yeah. stop. It really is. Um, it's not straight at him either. It's to his right-hand side. So no. honestly, that that's for the price that we pay for Nick Pope, it's an absolute steal. An absolute steal, mate. Yeah. If we were to sell Nick Pope now, in his prime arguably, you're looking at at least double to what we paid for him. At least yeah. he's a fantastic goalkeeper. Yes, it's highlighted by how good the defense is in front of him. But for that one shot, he's just paid his value yeah. there straight away. Well, yeah, he commanded his box really well. The few there's a few times he had to come out and get to the edge of the box. And you're right for him not to do much, especially in the first half. Um, I just can't get over that save. Well, that was their, their first and I think their only shot on target. Shot on it target, was, yeah. yeah it was game. indeed. Um, yeah. And like I say, it was, it was around 60, 70 minutes. I don't know the exact time. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, we then made a couple of changes, as we've mentioned, Isak and St. Maximum coming on. And Palace pretty much did a reaction um, substitution where they brought on Nathaniel Klein, who has got a bit more pace than I can't remember the name of the guy who was, who was Ward. On the, on is the it right. Joel Ward? Ward? Is it Ward? Ward yeah. um, you just you just kind of felt like that was uh, Patrick Vieira going, okay, I know Saint Maximum because I've managed him in the past. Um, I know what he's capable of. If he comes on, you're coming off because you're going to get skinned off him. Um, and to give credit to Nathaniel Klein, he, he kept Saint Maximum pretty quiet. We didn't see much of him. 
Um, he did okay. He had little bits, but I don't know. I don't know if it was just too little, too late in terms of the time he came on or what it was. Uh, but uh, I think Palace just did really well. I think, I think yeah, yeah. They just did well hey, mate, everything off, didn't they? First ten minutes, I, I actually forgot he was on the pitch. I'll be honest, and that's not really a slight on him, but. Palace were going into the game at that point. They were going down our end and they were causing us a lot of problems. Um, Mateta had a pretty good shift. I thought, because when Edward was playing in the first half, he was linking up well with like Eze and that, um, sort of in our, towards our final third, but he wasn't really uh, providing too much when it came to, you know, getting into the box and, and producing a lot of chances. But Mateta was that sort of focal point for them and he really made Sharon Botman work, especially with the crosses coming in. Um, so yeah, no, they, they definitely grew into the game massively with those. Um, right at the end, Ian oh, Jacob yeah. Murphy receives the ball at the edge of the box, drills in, and, and plays a ball fizzing across the front of that that uh that six yard box. And it's just begging for someone to put their foot on it or stick their head on it or do something to it. But it, it, I think it lands, I'm right, the Joel. Joel Linton? No, it's St. Maximum who That's then takes the shot yeah. and yeah. it goes, I think it deflects over the ball. Yeah. Um, were you getting to that point and thinking, oh, Palace could nick a late one here like they did against Man U midweek um, to get the draw? Um, obviously, it would be a win for, for this game. Um, do you get worried at all nowadays when you know it gets to 80 minutes, it's nil-nil and it's Newcastle United? I, sh- I shouldn't because that's what we're 13th clean sheet in the, in the season, which is absolutely absurd um but i don't know today I, I think i was saying before i don't know why but i just felt a little bit nervous going into today's game and i don't i don't usually feel nervous and just the way the game was going it it's just typical that we've we've been on this amazing run and then pretty much like i say other than a, maybe a spell of 15 20 minutes in the second half dominated the game i just felt like we we're going to get picked off us but i just didn't i just don't think it fell for right today. So there'd be instances where we'd get in great positions, but maybe the ball in wasn't quite quite right or would put a, a perfect ball in, but there wasn't the players there to finish it. And it's just frustrating as it is, because like I say, we, we dominated the game. We, we got in behind. We just couldn't finish today. I thought at first, ch- the, sort of just touching on that chance that like you want about the St. Maxim one, I thought he's got to be doing a lot better. But then when you see the replay, the ball literally fizzes off. And I think Joe Linton's yeah. just in front of him, which might have put him off. So his touch isn't the greatest. But yeah, fair play, you got you. Well, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Isak, wasn't it? Because um, the running ball in comes in. Isak yeah. is yeah. So, he, yeah. As the ball's coming in, Isak basically makes a last ditch run, tries to get the touch on it near post and then it deflects and by the time it hits St. Maximum that's when it bounces off him and he, do- he doesn't know anything about it at that point defenders coming in and yeah he blazes it over but I mean yeah, it, it, it was one of those I, I think it deflects doesn't it because we get a corner from it yeah, yeah. one of oh, one of oh, many oh, corners sorry. Sorry, yeah. yeah one of many many corners in that game I lost count um, if you had yeah. a if you had a bet on uh, eight or more corners you've probably had that one come in uh, Chris one last thing before we wrap this up uh, obviously you know we talk about We've been on such a good run. We're on such a good run, right? We're third in the mm-hmm. league. We're on 39 points. We're a point away from safety, if you want to look at it that <laughs> way. Um, the one downside you could say to that is we haven't, we've had nine draws this season. Um, we're the top number of draws in the in the Premier League uh, this season, but obviously we're also the least number of defeats as well, so it kind of balances itself out. Um are the draws a worry? Like, do, do you think, you know, if we can next season build on this and, and turn those draws into wins, are we laughing? 
that, that's what I have to remember. We are so early in this project. It's a year and a half since the takeover. We're so early in it. And, and to be where we are right now, nobody expected that. Nobody anticipated we'd be doing this well. Yes, we're drawing games. Who cares? We're not losing them. That, 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 that's the main thing at the end of the day. And it's a point away from all. I think some of the things that, that we've said on there might, might come across a bit negative, but that's because it feels more like drop points, this one, because we had the chances there. It's not like we were the, the, the lesser side because we dominated that most of it. And yeah. we didn't have a bad day at the office, far from it. We just couldn't finish for chances. I, I don't think we can look at one player and go, oh, you absolutely stink in this game because it's not the case. It's going to happen. Mm. Uh, we're going to struggle against certain sides. And, and like Joe said earlier on, you've got to give credit to Palace because Palace played well today. Um, yeah. And it was just two teams that were cancelling each other out, both sides of the field. Um, but it's all worrying. Far from it. Look, we're third, like, like I said, we're third in the Premier League. Mate. Third. Listen, it was, Listen, it was man, very weird right. to see the Palace fans right at the end celebrating the fact that they're getting mm. a yep. draw against exactly, United. I do want to pick up. There's a bloke in there with a with a megaphone who can get in the bin as well. I don't. I don't ah, agree yeah, with absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, can I just quickly say League, one? But whatever. Uh, quick point though <laughs> yeah. is that the, yeah, okay, we might be drawing a few games, but if you think. A year or two ago, yeah, think of those draws. We were the team on the opposite side. We'd be celebrating the draw. Well, exactly. We, we were the ones who were digging in deep, barely creating any chances and having no hope that we'd nick it on the, on the counter-attack. Yeah, okay, we're, we might be struggling to break a few teams down, but, I mean, the performances are there and we're only going to get better, really. So we can't, we can't complain too much. I think it's okay to be a little bit critical as, as long as we take it all in context of where we are, as, as Chris has um, rightly alluded to. So, um, yeah, okay, it's a point away from home. We'll go on. I, I think what, what we've got to be hopeful of that we've got that performance out rather than going into Tuesday's game against Southampton, mm-hmm. that, that yeah. we'll learn from, from the errors that we've made in this one and not being able to finish with dinners. Um, let's get this one out of the way. Let's go into Tuesday. On the back of, of a point away from home, I've not said it a couple of times in this one, but it's a decent point. Yeah, looking back over our previous seasons, and like George just mentioned when we were just speaking there, that a couple of seasons ago, a handful of seasons ago, we would lose that game, we, we would dominate the game, then Lynn lose it. Yep. We're not doing that, we can't, we don't even concede goals, man. Like, yeah. that's how good we are at the moment. It, it's absolutely ridiculous, and, and I think now we'll just put that one behind it. Wasn't a bad performance, it's a decent point away from home huge game on Tuesday night yeah yeah and I think with us looking forward to that game on Tuesday night is a good point to wrap this one up um thanks everybody for joining me uh, thanks Chris thanks Joe thanks Ian um if you like this sort of content we do a whole host of videos just like this all throughout the week here on the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel uh if you want to Get all these videos in your YouTube feed. Scroll down from this video. Hit the little subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up button if you've liked it. Hit the thumbs down if you haven't. They both help us massively. Uh, And if you want to be notified when new videos go live, hit the little bell icon and you'll be notified on your device of choice when we release a new video. Uh, If you want to go one step further, we have a membership program. It's $2.99 a month. That gets you early access to some of the pre-recorded videos as well as access to the Telegram group. Uh, But... This is it for this video. It ended nil-nil, another draw on the cards, but we go into Tuesday's game full of confidence. There will be a match preview coming up. Uh, we'll probably record that one tomorrow, I would have thought, uh, being Sunday. Uh, there there, might, actually be, there might actually be a live watch-along as well Ooh. on Tuesday night with all the smiling faces, lads. There we go. 
So you cannot miss that. Is that going to be instead of uh, a Monday night? Oh, I think we might be doing back to back, mate. Back to back, back to back lives. Spoiling me. That's worth two ninety nine alone. How we? How we, man? Come on, get get yourself subscribed. Anyways, lots to look forward to in the coming weeks. Uh, Thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you in the next one. Shut up. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.